Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. All right, here we are. Welcome back. Hi, Chris. Hi, Hi listeners. Hi, Kylie. Hello, listeners. Hey, everybody. How how are we doing with listeners? Do we have... I'll be honest. You haven't looked? I haven't looked in a while. Yeah. So, whether it's three of you out there or 300 of you out there or 3,000 of you out there, I don't think it's 3,000. It's never gotten that high. Well, welcome. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you, uh, just returned from a week long trip. Yeah. By the time this airs Florida. Yep. Yep. Why don't you tell us your favorite moment? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, sorry. Uh, yeah. You leave this week though. You leave this week for Florida. I I hope you have a, a fantastic trip. I, I am. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. Recording ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. I go to Florida. This will be um, my last uh, stint, unless God powerfully moves in another direction. This will be my last stint um, coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go down to Nationals in Orlando, uh, four days of play, and we'll see how the girls do. They've gotten a lot better. Um, matured been a fun group to work with but uh yeah i think that season is over for me what and i don't uh i i guess i mean in the last couple in this last season really because i know you've had a history as a coach yeah uh, over 20 at, years yeah, yeah yeah as a coach and let a trainer also all sorts of things mm-hmm. uh but in this very last season this late this latest season sure what's been like um what's been one of the the, the good things to come out of this like what's been your favorite your favorite part of this other than you know a couple, couple nights at a hotel every weekend <laughs> um i i always step in and i felt like this was a a different or unique year um entering in uh re-entering into coaching uh for a lot of different reasons but uh Really, I mean, I've always had the purpose of, obviously, it's who I am, like using, like, I'm going to share my faith and be bold with my faith and try to have an impact more than just coaching X's and O's. That's always been um, how I've coached, but definitely a uh, an emphasis on that this year of, you know, I, I want to have an impact on kids' character and encourage their character and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we win or lose, I mean, I've coached long enough to know, like, yeah. uh, I'm not coaching a group of kids that are going to win. We're not going to go down there and win a national championship, you know? And so it's like, Hey, like, you know, I mean, be competitive and play the best you can, but you know, there's just yeah, a different yeah. level of kids and teams. And, uh, and, and this is a very, very talented group of kids. I mean, we could do really pretty well in the mm-hmm. top 16 year old division, but, but ultimately, it's like my purpose, I think especially um, 
especially after what we've been through for the last three years, like life is so much bigger mm. and there's so much, so many things that are way more important than athletics. And it's like, you, you see kids that, you know, might be really talented or good or have be ultra competitive that are just like, you're kind of a miserable person to be around and kids that are like just scraping and working hard and trying to get by, but they're not super talented. And it's like, are great kids, you know, from a character perspective. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I don't care about how good you are. It's always fun to coach kids that have ability, but really just to, man, it's, it's so much bigger. And so, you know, a lot has, it's a sick, it's an eight month, seven month season. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot's changed, <laughs> um, from the perspective of just a lot's happened yeah. in life. And I've walked through different seasons through those seven months and, yeah. um, but really as we finish, we've had some interesting, th- our pretty talented athlete, our setter, um, has Marfan's syndrome, which is a, that is? it's a, it's a proportional, um, health issue. Um, a lot of times kids that are bigger, like taller, um, sometimes it has, uh, there's some potential heart issues. Uh, she actually had to, uh, based on some testing about a month ago, uh, had, Oh yeah. I think I remember you telling me about yeah, this. Yeah. She, yeah. uh, her, basically her athletic career is over Yeah, and yeah. end of July, she's having a, an aortic transplant. Whoa. So like way bigger than life and, or bigger than volleyball. And, uh, so yeah, some of those things that there's a, there's a kid and a super competitive, super talented kid. Um, we've had our battles through, you know, cause, just an attitude and how we approach people and how you lead in a healthy way um, and bring people along with you as opposed to telling people what they should do. And um, so I'm out, (laughs) but we've had some tough times, but I, I I really, I hope um, that I've had a positive. I knew that that was one particular instance why I was coaching this team. Yeah. Like, I don't care whether you go play division one volleyball or not or ever play again, but like be a good, be a good human being. Yeah. Learn how to lead well, lead people well that that they want to be led by you. And, um, and I hope, you know, those two girls in particular and several others, like I hope, and, and sometimes is expressed that like there's, there's meaning to that. There's, there's been growth in those areas and I don't need the, you know, affirmation, Um, but here's, here's one thing that really, uh, people, everybody knows who I am as far as a a person. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't you know who I, no, uh, a a pastor. I'm a, a, that's my identity is I'm a faith person of faith, faith leader. And, um, I've had some awesome, uh, I've had some really, really cool, uh, conversations with coaches. Um, and one in particular, I've had several conversations that we have a ton in common when it comes to how we view some faith things. And yet she's 
she's not an atheist, mm-hmm. but she she grew up in the in the faith. But now we've had some conversations where she's like, "Well, I see people that doesn't profess Christianity, yeah, but doesn't look very loving, mm. um, and so doesn't look very much like Jesus." Mm. And we have had some really cool conversations and I have so much respect for her boldness and being authentically who she is. Yeah. And, and we were able to just even a couple of weeks ago, we sat on a couch and had this great conversation where it's like, this is what it should be like. Like mm. we, we want to learn from each other. We want to grow from each other. She's not changing my convictions in my faith. I mean, she's making me think yeah. and I'm doing the same to her, but she's like, we can have different views and we can have a conversation and not hate each other. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like that's because oftentimes we see conversations that are happening where it's very hurtful towards particular people yeah. or judgmental or hateful even. And, and it's like, ah, that's not the type of, that's not the type of Christianity that I see in Jesus. I don't know. I shouldn't I know say what you, I know what you mean. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like that's not the way of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I think I've seen a lot of positives. I don't really see a lot of negatives other than it's, I mean, it's time. Yeah. And so, you know, six months doing, uh, being gone on and off, you know, this is my last, yeah, last at that. And I'm excited to be here consistently, whether I'm teaching or not, yeah, but yeah. to be leading and serving and loving in the room, uh, more consistently. And, uh, but I am looking forward to going down. My second oldest, Carissa is going to go with me. Uh, she's helped coach. She's played oh, forever. Cool. And so we all stay in a big coach's house and, um, and so she's going to go down and yeah, stopping and meeting up with a buddy, old grad school buddy, uh, that I haven't seen for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, have dinner with him on the way. And so, nice. yeah, nice. Longer story than you were really looking for. No, no, for. no, no, no. I'm into it. Actually, uh, follow up question. Uh, girls or boys, what's harder, who's harder to coach? I just was sitting with somebody at a scores table watching a girls basketball game. And he goes, man, girls are so hard to coach. Yeah. Well, I don't, makes... I don't agree with Oh, that, Okay. Though. Okay. Okay. For five years, uh-huh. I coached volleyball in the fall, girls volleyball, and I coached boys baseball in the spring. I loved both. Okay. And it was a good mix from, you know, one to the other. I love coaching girls. Yeah. Because... Uh, I've always just connected more with girls. My friends in high school, most of them were girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, and here's why. What some people wouldn't like, <clears throat> boys are boys, right? Like you tell them something, they're either going to go do it or they're going to look at you and tell you to screw off or whatever. They get in a fight. They punch each other in the mouth. They get up. You know, it's guys, right? Like it's girls. Some people don't like the emotion of girls. I, because I'm not the best X's and O's volleyball coach. After 20 years, 
X is no, like I can, I can run a team. That's not an issue, but like intricate X's and O's of strategy and all that mm-hmm. is not my forte. I love the psychology of figuring out each one of these nine players on this team. How do I interact with them to get them to motivate themselves to be the best that they can be? Yeah. Sometimes it's just on the side conversations. Sometimes it's lighting a girl up and that motivates her. Um, you know, girls are different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ultra competitive girl is, you know, she might tell you to go screw off, but she's going to go do it and work yeah. harder. Like you yeah. made her mad, so I'm going to, yeah, I'll yeah. prove you wrong. Yeah. Other girls, you look at them, you know, and they're, they start tearing up. Like, you know, so learning how to meet each kid where they are, be tender um, with them. But basically, I heard this. Years and years ago, when I first started coaching, I was at a, uh, a uh, an awards banquet, and the the speaker was Jerry Yegley, who is a long time. I know I'm not speaking your language at all. <laughs> long time sports ball, <laughs> Indiana Hoosiers, okay. IU Hoosiers, yeah. soccer coach, won okay. all kinds of national titles, okay. like Hall of Fame. Like this dude's the re- real deal. And he said in his speech, he goes, "I have." Uh, from time to time, journalists or media come and ask me, how, what do you do to motivate your players to make them so good? And he's like, my job is not to motivate my players. I can't motivate my players. My role is to get them to motivate themselves to be the best that they can be. That always has stuck mm. with me. And I mean, and whether we're talking about sports. Yeah. Um, or, and really I look at all of this in a, I look at coaching the same as discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing in, with a person in anything, but including in discipleship and faith is like, I can't, I can't, I can show you how to develop intimacy with Jesus, how to grow as a Christian, how to be more spiritually mature, but you have to do it. Yeah. Like you have to allow yourself to surrender and to open up to let God do work in you. Yeah. And so I just see so many, I mean, that's, that's how God moved in me really is from what I knew, athletic training and coaching, healing of mm. the body and motivate, you know, helping motivate people to be their best. Like that's how God led me into ministry. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Help people heal from their broken spiritual brokenness and hurts and lead, you know, coach them on to a f- deep relationship with Jesus. And so, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Mm. Obviously I get, you can tell I get excited about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I, I, that's huge, the, I that's the engagement with people that yeah. like, I, I love engaging with people to get them to, to grow. If I can get over my own yeah, yeah, yeah. insecurities. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. That's one thing I, I don't know. As long as I've known you, you know, like anytime we're getting, I, I, getting together, you know, before the podcast, you know, if it was getting together for coffee or for lunch or something or, um, or even now, you know, like if we meet up at an odd time or something like that, or whenever we have lunch or something, um, 
You know, it's like, oh, what, what are you up to? And you're, and you're, you always are like, oh, I just had coffee with so and so, or I'm on my way after this to, you know, to go meet with so and so, and like you, that's part of, like I love that that's part of what you do. That's like you see that as ministry. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, that you see that interaction with people as, like this is yeah, this is the this is my role as a pastor in the community is to do this is to engage with people in the community all day, every day, you know? And I, I don't know. I just respect that a lot. I, I feel like God has used, and even just sitting here talking about it is going to be a super healthy reminder for me. Mm. I've, I've just seen God use my coffee shop conversations and coaching and yeah. leading missions trips and, um, I've just seen him use those as much as standing in front of masses of people. Like it's for me, it's as much the, the one-on-one and the yeah. encouragement to, you know, where people desire to go. Yeah. Sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they do and just need, need some help. And, and, it, and really I think what has grown over the last four years, especially as we've, fostered and adopted yeah. is that has to come from a place of, of love. Like mm. most, what we've learned from our, what I've learned from our kids, what God has, has revealed and, and continues to teach us is love is the deal. Yeah. Like receiving love is so difficult. I mean, whether it's people's hurt, people's brokenness, but the whole message has to be love. So whether it's coffee shop conversation or gathering on a Saturday night, people need reminded that there is a God that is crazy yeah. about you. And, yeah. and, and that comes in all kinds of form and fashion, but, uh, that, that has to lead to Jesus, you know, whether it's talking to a volleyball yeah. coach on a couch, you know, during a weekend of a tournament or a kid on the sideline, even here, here's what I would even say at, at a majority of practices, like I'm not sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the way that we engage with mm. each other, I, I, the way that I talk to a kid, yeah, you know, the way that we encourage and love and, and show people what Jesus looks like, who Jesus is as much as, I mean, the time will come right? Mm. These girls know my faith. I have shared their, uh, God's love for them. The opportunity of, of the identity that they were created for, you know, that life is so much bigger and more, you know, there's so much more to it than, than this sports ball, you know, and, but they're also, have been and will be opportunities to share, yeah. you know, more of that. But, but when we make it real by who we are, when the spirit pours out of us as our identity and the way that we engage others, I think that that's a testimony. So. Um, thinking back to last week and kind of where we went with that whole, you know, daddy issues thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know we were half joking, but really, but really not like, you know, we we talked about the father, and 
kind of, I, I don't know. Well, you said like our, our, our response to his love determines so many things. Hmm. And the problem's not him, right? It's not like, right. it's yeah. not like, 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 like we said last time, like he is, he is the perfect father. There is not a single thing wrong with the way he loves, with the way he mercies us, has grace towards us, loves us. There's not a single thing wrong with it. It's all on our end. It's all how we, like you just said it now, it's, it's how it's receiving it. Why? I wonder why that's so hard. I I struggle with it too because we're uh, because we're selfish because we want in our desire to be our own god. Even yeah. if that's something, maybe that's not even like like surface level conscious, mm. but like I, I as you say that, I'm thinking about the prodigal. Yeah, the father didn't love him less. Before he left. Yeah. I mean, he loved him. He loved him enough to give him half his wealth. Yeah. Just because the son asked. <laughs> the father's love didn't change. Yeah. His desire to be selfish, to mm-hmm. be his own, to do it his own way. That's, uh, uh, maybe that's it. We get off track, we go our own way, and then it's the guilt and the shame of returning well, he doesn't want me to return. Yeah. Well, if I do return, I'm coming with my head down and guilt and shame. Yeah. Maybe if I come back and I apologize, he'll love me more. Or, yeah. or he will love me. Yeah. He's so disappointed yeah. in me because of my sin or the way I chose to go. I mean, that all of those things are in that story. Right? It's, yeah. Or, or even the, the pride of the older... Uh, I, I, God, you, dad, you and I've been good. Yeah. We, we compare ourselves to other people. We, it's like we're, we're good with the concept of forgiveness, like 90 something percent of the way, but we reserve a little bit of unforgiveness, mm. a little bit of guilt, a little bit of shame. We just reserve a little bit for us. Because it's like there's there's no way that I can be completely off the hook. There's no way. I'm guilty of that. Oh, yeah, thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. 90% of the way. Don't you... Th- Here's how it is for me. The 90% for me... This is going to sound really bad. <laughs> I, think that, I think the 10% is a heart issue. Because I can intellectually understand God's forgiveness. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the heart issue that struggles with. I know who I am. I don't deserve this. Yeah. And that's the that's the part that I've. I mean, honestly, in the last week, I've really struggled with. And like you said, it comes from a desire to be our own God. Right. It's like, well, if. I mean, if I, if I wouldn't do it that way, Mm. right. And like, we're, we think too much of ourselves and and even in the sense of like, oh no, what I, what I, 
whatever it was, my sin, let's say, let's just, let's say I stole something, right? No, no, that was so bad. I, I can't accept all the forgiveness for it because I'm too great. And we make much even of our sin. We make too much of it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's no big deal. Grace no, abounds. No, 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 no. The sin abound, grace abound all the more, uh, whatever. I'm not trying to make it sound like that or anything, but like we just, we just think too much of ourselves. Yeah, what makes you think you're so important that you can't accept God's yeah. forgiveness? Yeah. Yeah. Man, but if but if we got that. And and we we this isn't a new subject for us. We talked about this, I don't know how many weeks ago, the idea of like hey, if I really understood how much God loved me, how would I love other people? It was our our love to be loved episode. Yeah. You know, uh so Well, I I was thinking that when you were talking about forgiveness. Mm. I can forgive someone, and this is different than abuse, right? There's there's a difference between forgiveness and continuing to engage sure. in, like, yeah, yeah. and forget, yeah. right? But there are people that I've forgiven, quote-unquote forgiven and released unto the Lord, and I still, there's still, like, like, like you said, that 10% yeah. where it's yeah. like, yeah, but that was, yeah. that was really crappy. Yeah. Or we're not, I'm not going to treat, I'm going to treat you, I am going to treat you differently. Yeah. Because I still have this bitterness in my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to withhold just a little bit because no way I can't, I can't let you all the way off the hook. Yeah. And so, yes, the same as blessed to be a blessing, loved to love, Mm. forgive, (laughs) be forgiven to forgive. Hmm. It's almost like that's biblical. Huh. Read, mm. I think I've read mm. that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Man. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive, forgive those. Yeah. I, man. And I, it's funny. I, I remember, I remember how easy forgiveness used to be for me. I say that a little bit tongue in cheek. Okay. But like forgiveness used to be very easy. Why? Because it wasn't real. <laughs> I'm talking prior to my life blowing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I thought I was such a great forgiver <laughs> because you wronged me. Mm-hmm. You would wrong me, and it would. I can. I, I oh no no no! Don't worry, Kylie. You know what? It's a hundred percent forgiven. And I would take all the emotion wrapped up in my in hurt in of of what you did to me, the hurt of it. And I would just, I wouldn't give that to God. I would just sweep it under the rug. I would ignore it. I would Mm. suffocate it and say, nope, nope, I'm not. I've forgiven Kylie. I've made the choice to forgive him. So I'm not going to address my hurt. I'm not going to address my wound that he caused. I'm not going to address any of that. And I'm going to call that forgiveness. And I'm going to tell Kylie he's forgiven and we're done. And I'm never going to think about it again. Which works out really, really well, obviously. And then one day it occurred to me of like, I was actually was while I was in rehab. I was like, wow, I, I haven't forgiven anyone. I'm full of rage and anger and resentment and bitterness of things I was supposed to, I've, I've supposedly forgiven. 
but just because you ignore, like forgiveness isn't ignoring hurt. It's taking, it's being vulnerable in hurt, in wounding. It's, it's being as vulnerable as you can be. It's admitting it's there, admitting that, hey, you know what, Kylie, when, you, when, when Kylie said this to me, it really hurt me. And in the midst of that, making a decision not to give it up, but to give it to the Lord and say, Lord, you need to, first off, you need to help me forgive. Yeah. You need to deal with my hurt. I'm, I'm going to choose that I'm not going to hold this hurt against Kylie, but I still have it. And that's why forgiveness can be as powerful as it is. Like Jesus didn't just ignore our sin and that's why he died on the cross. He took it on himself. Right? He who knew no sin became sin. He took it on himself and he dealt with it. He went to hell and he dealt with our sin. He didn't ignore it or sweep it under the rug. He he once and for all dealt with it. I, and I, so I remember the first time after that, that someone, someone hurt me and I, and I was just, oh yeah, just tell me forgive him. Like you always do. And I, and I had to look him in the eye and I'd say, you know what? You asked for my forgiveness. I will. I'm not ready to now. I'm going to like pray for me and I'm going to, I'm going to pray that I can and that I will. And I want to, but I'm not there yet. And it was, I don't know. It was a week later after bringing it to the Lord and saying like, Lord, I'm struggling. I really don't want to forgive them. I want to hold this against them. I want them to pay. I want them to pay for what they did to me. But like in vulnerability, showing that to the Lord, showing that's what I'm like. And in that, the Lord helping me truly forgive. And the other thing I had to learn to be okay with was it's not always a one-time thing. That because, because our, like, forgiveness can be, like, I mean, it's costly. It costs Jesus literally dying on the cross. Forgiveness costs us our pride. Because of that, there's, there's a depth that it has the ability to go that, like, if we don't go deep enough, like it can only it can only go to the depth that we're willing to experience it and go into the hurt and be vulnerable in our in that right. I don't know if I'm making sense. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. yeah yeah. So like, if you hurt me, Kylie, like I can forgive you in the Lord as deep as I'm willing to go in vulnerability and in hurt, and that could only be such a such a, a level right. And then maybe a year from now. <clears throat> Something, something triggers sure. or reminds me or whatever, right? And it's all of a sudden like, I still have some stuff that's undealt with from when Kylie hurt me a year ago. And it doesn't discount any of the forgiveness prior, any of the forgiveness I already gave you, but it means there's a new level that I have to learn how to be vulnerable in the Lord with, this new depth of, you know, Lord, I thought I dealt with it, but look, there's some deeper hurt. Here's Show me where it came from. Show me how it's affecting me. Show me where I need to ask you for forgiveness, for, for agreeing with lies, and, and help me forgive Kylie even deeper. Like, I thought I was such a great forgiver. Really, I was terrible. I was a great ignorer of pain, <laughs> not a forgiver. And that is not forgiveness. 
I'm just sitting here staring at you because I feel like that's exactly where I am. Yeah. Like there are, there are hurts that I have quote unquote forgiven. Yep. And whether that's a, there's a truth to that and an experience of that. And then there's going to have to continue to be more. But I, I think, I think the way you said that was, was fantastic for me in that I, I don't I don't know if I've I don't know if I've done that yeah in my life you know you're about to take a drive to Florida like what if the check engine light on your car turns on right now like you can you can go to AutoZone get it reset or have your you know like you can get it reset I mean your car could make it to Florida and back your car could make it back to in Florida from back you know to and back from Florida ten more times it doesn't fix the issue. And just because you turn the check engine light off doesn't mean the issue's not there. Right. right. That you, like you're not fine anymore. You're, it's not like oh, I just, I just it's turned. still there. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, I reset the I reset the tire pressure gauge, but I didn't feel I didn't refill the tire. Oh, but the little the little indicator's gone that my tire's low. Ah, I'm good. <laughs> that's what I, that's what most of us do. That's what I did for years. Yeah. That's what I'm still tempted to do. Right. But it's like no, I've got to go through the process of dealing with my flat tire or dealing with my low tire or dealing with whatever that check of engine light is or dealing with the depths of hurt that I have. Remembering that the primary person, the primary person that's, that's should be offended by our sin is Jesus. Like Kylie, if you hurt and that's, I mean, that's part of forgiveness too. Like Kylie, if you hurt me, part of my, Part of my process of coming to forgiveness has to be recognizing that, you know what, Kylie, you hurt me, but in you doing wrong against me, you're, the act of you doing wrong was more offensive to a righteous and right. holy God, and he went to the cross for you. So what right, like, he's the chief person who should be offended by you doing something wrong. And so how can I, how could I hold anything against you when Jesus dealt with it? So Lord, deal with it in me too, so that I can forgive Kylie. Mm. And I know I'm using you as an example a lot. There's nothing underlying there. I just want to make it clear to our <laughs> listeners, this isn't some like Freudian, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry I ate your nachos, Chris. No. I, you know... I, I feel like this goes back to pride. Mm-hmm. The whole point of our, I, I recognize just recently, and I think that's maybe why I'm in the this cycle that I've been in over yeah. the last, you know, ten months of. I've never thought I can handle it. Mm. I'm a canablo. Mm. I, I can, you know, I, I absorb it, I bury it, whatever, and it's like. That's not really being authentic. Yep. That's not being vulnerable. That's not being, you know, like, no, I'm intended or unintended. I will even say this. I feel like most of most of the hurt that I carry right now is unintentional by the sure. people. They wouldn't even necessarily know it. Yeah. But, it, uh, well, last weekend, last weekend I had a conversation on the porch with my wife Sunday morning. And I expressed not about her, yeah, but I expressed some things that I in tears, yeah. very hurt by, 
the people that I'm, you know, referring to, no idea. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't, but, and even, and even though I can understand, I can understand a certain situation or circumstance, but it still can be hurtful. Those are the things that I feel like I've justified in. You shouldn't feel hurt by that because it makes sense why that took place. I know I'm speaking very vaguely. No, no, I think think we're tracking. But but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I think it's the vulnerability and the stripping away of pride to know at this point in my life, I just want to be real. Yeah. I don't care if people know, like, am I this big tough guy that, you know, I, I'm a pastor, so I've got all this, you know, I can forgive and let things go and nothing bothers. Like, I feel like that's what my life has always led to is that it's the imposter. Yeah. 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 It's, it's what I want people to know about me. And, and the reality is like, I'm a hot mess and I get hurt and disappointed and frustrated. And it's what I'm learning is it's okay for me to feel that way. I, because here's, here's what I'll do. Even if I would express something, if I would, let's, let's, okay, Chris, if I express to you a way that I, uh, that I'm feeling hurt or that I've been hurt by you, the whole time I'm talking to you, I'm more concerned about the guilt that you may feel Mm as opposed to me just being honest about me, yeah. I'm worried about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to feel, I had that conversation earlier tonight. Yeah. Like, Hey, this is something that was disappointing to me. That person was a part of that. I'm like, I'm not trying to throw shade at you personally, but I'm like, why am I justifying that? Mm. Like, no, that, that hurts. Yeah. I don't want you to feel guilt or hurt by that, by me sharing it, but that's how I feel. So and I'm I I know I'm rambling. No, no, Maybe no, no, no but that but that that brings us to the other gutter of we we can't allow our our vulnerability, our being honest, to excuse us from. And I know it's not what you're saying, but like we can't allow to excuse us from from forgiving. Right. Right. Like, yeah. You know, I, I, I I've shared this before because Prob- then you're still holding it. Yeah. But one of the most impactful things I've I've Outside of the Bible, one of the most impactful things I've ever read, actually, even within the Bible, because it helped me understand following Jesus a little bit better, but was something that C.S. Lewis said. It was It's so simple of a concept, but it's like, it's asking this question of, if I did love this person with all my heart, how would I treat them? And then treat them that way. And so for me, it's, okay, I recognize that Again, just to stick with the example, yeah. Kylie, I recognize that you that I have hurt, and whether or not I have to bring it up to you or not, it doesn't. That's not even the question, right? Sure, right. It's right, all right, right, Lord. I need to be honest in my in my vulnerability. I have, I have hurt from something Kylie did, and I need to forgive him. So I'm bringing this to you to help me get over the hurt and deal with the hurt and heal from the hurt, right. and not just sweep it under the rug. Yep. So Lord, and I and that might be a process, Lord, depending on how deep it is, or depending how willing or unwilling I am. It might be a process, but in the meantime, if I do, if I did forgive Kylie hundred percent the way you do, how would I treat him? What would I do towards him? What wouldn't I do towards him? And Lord, help me do those things 
because I do love you. I do love Kylie right. and I do want to treat him well. And I know that this road is going to end in forgiveness. So Lord, just help me, help me do those actions while I wait for the heart to catch up. <laughs> mm, that's good. You know, so yeah, I, I, the gutter's on either side, right? Of Because I can so easily say, oh no, God God hasn't, I, I'm not done dealing with my, dealing with my hurt, so I don't, you're not off the hook. Yeah. When really the only person I'm really hurting is me. <laughs> well, for sure. I mean, and we've even, just recently, we talked to some of our kids about that. Like, I, there's, there's hurt that's taken place in your life. The best thing you can do is be open about it and yeah. talk about it. Cause yeah. I mean, and as I'm sharing that with one of my daughters, it's like, because at 47 years old, I'm just figuring this out for the first yeah. time, yeah. you know, and, and not having gone through some of the hurts that they have and it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's a, a human thing yeah. is we, we just hold on to all of it and hold it in. And then at some point it's going to, at some point it affects our relationships. It, it's going to rear its ugly head at some point yeah. in your life. Yeah. And, uh, better to learn how to, how to do it earlier rather than later for sure. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Uh, I wish, there's a lot I wish I could redo. What? Just life. Like start over again, like seven. Do you really? No, I don't actually. I mean, if I, if I knew what I knew now. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Yeah. I'd avoid, I'd have avoided a lot of pain. I'd be in better shape. I, I'm, well, yeah, I think we all can. Here's what, I, here's what I like about, here's what I'm grateful for about where I am, even though it's difficult more days than not, <laughs> is just a, a journey of, of learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, here's how I put it. I had a, honestly, I had a really, really crappy week last week. Yeah. And uh, Superfan Doug, who I'm sh- shout out, uh, he texted me somewhere along the week and was like, you know, how's, how you doing? How's your week going? And all I respond with a week of growth. Uh. Cause even as much as it sucked, like I'm learning, God's growing yeah. me. And, yeah. and, uh, so yeah, definitely there are things that would be, I think we think it would be easier. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> right? Probably like, wouldn't be. Yeah, <laughs> but we probably would make some wiser choices along the way. True that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, I hope uh, I don't know. Hope you I hope you got something out of this. I know I did. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was in a counseling session and you were preaching at me, and I was like, I? and it's I liked it. Is no. it because I got a little bit loud? It was good. I liked it. You were staring. I was like, man, the spirit of God is speaking right that's into what my it is. into my soul. Yes. Now, yes. Yes. So just let me know what I owe you. Uh, all right. Well, tune, <laughs> tune in next time. Don't don't change that dial. dial. Just kidding. You're allowed to. There's a dial. You ever heard that? Don't don't change that yes. dial. Yes. That's yeah, you're old enough to remember that. Old school. Yeah. Very old school. I saw a phone booth today. Oh, you saw the one? But it was just wires hanging out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, real quick, important question. Uh, <laughs> I can tell this is when, not when, be. when uh, TVs introduced color, like, was it hard for your family to change over? Like, did you have to get a whole new TV or the same TV was now starting to produce color? What? 
nothing. It was a dumb joke. I'm I'm probably gonna because I'm old. Yeah, I'm talking about how you're how old you are. Because I'm, I'm old, fun of, making fun of your your age. I All right. Hope, well, hey, thanks so I, much, guys. I, I hope I'm getting wiser. <laughs> I know I'm getting grayer. Thank you. See Chris. you next week. Hey, that hurt, but I forgive you. Do you really, though? I do. Okay. I'll ask the Lord to help me. <laughs> All right. Love you, buddy. Bye. Peace. Aww.